There's many times people can't do things because they're so strapped in debt. And even business owners are living paycheck to paycheck. And it doesn't have to be that way. There's a better way, and that's what I'm going to share with you today. There's a better way to handle your finances in business, and there's a better way uh, to sleep better at night. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, Greg McAfee here, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. As always, uh, if you guys are not subscribed uh, to the YouTube or the pod channel, uh, feel free to do so because each week I put out some new content and because I want you to succeed and sleep better at night, which we're going to talk about today, hit that subscribe button right now and turn on those notifications and on every Tuesday when I put out a new episode, you'll be one of the first to see it. So I posted something on Facebook on my Iron Sharpens Iron uh, Business Roundtable page about being debt-free, and it sparked a lot of questions. So I thought this is a great opportunity to talk about reducing your debt and and being debt-free, and uh, I've got a lot of content today. Uh, it might go into uh, two-part. Um, so why is it important uh, to be uh, to reduce your debt or to be debt-free? Well, first of all, I want to set the stage here. Being and operating debt-free is a choice. For many, it, it's a conviction. If uh, if you're a uh, if you're a Christian um, and you read a lot about being debt-free in the Bible, it could be a conviction, and that's fine. Um, Mine, is, mine was definitely a choice and a conviction, um, but I'll talk more about that. In 2011, I became personally debt-free. Now, are you saying, Greg, you, you never had debt and you started McAfee with no debt? Actually, I started McAfee with no debt. Um, I started at a kitchen table. Um, so Mark Cuban said once, you, you would have to be a fool to go out and get a loan to start certain businesses. Um, and I didn't want to be a fool, even though I didn't know Mark back then. Um, why would I? Why would I go get a loan for a business when I didn't need one? I started with two hundred seventy-four dollars in a used truck. I worked out of a a, a kitchen table. Um, I eventually made enough in a in a year and a half to break ground behind my house and build a garage, so we could have an office slash warehouse back there, and. Um, so I didn't need a loan. Um, and now, after a period of time, um, I worked out of that garage for six more years, almost did a million in revenue out of that garage in residential uh, per year. Um, I needed to go, I, I bought some land and I paid, um, I paid for the land, bought three acres. In 1996, I bought three acres of land in a Kettering corporate center. It's Kettering, Ohio. And I paid that land off. We sat on it for about a year. 
uh, during that time, I went out and tried to get loans. And I think I already told you this, but I had to go to six banks because five of them said no. Um, one of the biggest struggles I had is I didn't have any credit. Uh, so I say all this to say you do have to have some credit. Uh, you have to build up some credit, and you got to keep your credit good, even if you're debt-free. So, uh, But the Provident Bank said yes. Um, we ended up breaking ground, moved in in 97, and uh, carried a lot of debt for a while. I carried a lot of debt for a while. I, I At the time, I was buying four-family apartment buildings personally. Uh, my goal was to have 30 of them. Um, I got up to like um, seven four-family units, um, maybe eight, and uh, someone said they're, they're either going to become an opportunity for you or they're going to become an hassle, a hassle, and after, um, after a period of time, uh, they just became a hassle. So I ended up slowly selling them off um, one at a time until I, I, know I don't have any four-family units. Um, but anyway, so I borrowed a lot of money for those four family units, and I was very creative because I would get a bank loan um, on on a on part of it, and then I would talk the uh, I would negotiate and talk the owner into carrying some of it, so they actually made a little bit more um, over a very short loan, like two to three years, and they could make a little bit more on interest than they would have if I would have just financed the whole thing. So um, just pretty creative. Um, I probably, you know, either heard someone doing that or read about it, and I tried it, and it worked, and then I just started doing it. So um, anyway, um, I also bought um, several acres of uh, farm property that's adjacent to my residential property, and I had to go in debt for that. Um, we, we purchased other things um, that I had to go in debt for. So I've had millions of dollars worth of debt that were that was leveraged uh, to mostly properties. Um, and uh, over a period of time, my goal was to become debt-free. Um, I'll tell you more about why in a little bit, but my goal was to become debt-free, and it gradually happened. I mean, I had a goal. I applied money toward our debt to pay it off faster, and I would make extra payments uh, per month on our our mortgage payment and uh, applied it to the principal. Um, and uh, it just it gradually, um, I worked its way down until we gradually paid it off. 2011, 100% personally debt-free. I took a really nice picture of our home and uh, had it framed and put a, and, and had the, uh, the mortgage canceled, had the paperwork there by the house, and it, and it says 2011. And, uh, you know, I just never want to forget that because it was just cool. We had we moved in in 2001, and um, our goal was to pay it off within 10 years, and we made it happen. So um, that's another reason why you set goals. So then in 2016, um, we're working away. I buy this basically multi-million dollar building, um, and we, uh, I actually bought it on with my line of credit. So I didn't go, I didn't go get a mortgage on this building. I bought it with my line of credit because my goal was to pay it off fast. And, and probably within an eight month period, we had it paid off. So, uh, 
We're 100% debt-free today, personal and business. And boy, it's just, uh, I, I don't, I, the only word I come up with is freedom. It's just freedom. Uh, if I want to get, if I want to, if I want to buy another business, if I want to buy another building, if I decide I want to buy uh, some more rental properties and I want to go uh, leverage some debt and uh, do that, I will, but I'll always have a goal to be debt-free again. So I'm not tied to, I will never borrow again. That's not what this is about. Now, there are some people out there that will never borrow for anything. And that's entire, again, this is a choice. This is a choice and this is a conviction. So I am also pro credit card. Um, they are the best tool you could possibly use. And a lot of people use their debt uh, for tools. If you can borrow for a certain percentage and make a higher percentage, then that's just a tool to make more money. But in my little world, my credit cards are tools. We borrow on them all month. We pay them 100% off monthly. And um, I, I was blessed to buy a Southwest Florida house uh, about five and a half years ago. And we fly to Florida several times a year free from the points earned from the credit card purchases. So it's just a tool for, for us to fly free. Um, there, we, we have company credit cards that earns cash and we earn several thousand dollars a year back in cash. It's just a tool to earn cash, uh, because we pay every credit card we have off every month, 100%. Um, just so you know, approximately three out of four, uh, American families are in debt and, uh, Two and a half out of four are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, so it is, uh, according to the Federal Reserve Survey on Consumer Finances, uh, many Americans carrying debt, it's early to dismiss. Uh, it's easy, rather, to dismiss it early in life and business if you have a goal to do so. Uh, plenty of people live their day-to-day -day lives struggling with debt, uh, and for many, it takes a toll. Um, financial stress, whether from debt um, or otherwise, puts a strain on you, uh, puts a strain on relationships, definitely puts a strain on your business, uh, definitely um, puts a strain um, on your life, on your family, um, there's many times people can't do things because they're so strapped in debt. And even business owners are living paycheck to paycheck. And it doesn't have to be that way. There's a better way, and that's what I'm going to share with you today. There's a better way to handle your finances in business, and there's a better way uh, to sleep better at night. And that's what I teach. That's what I practice. That's what I coach. That's what I live. So... 72% say they are stressed about money in, in some form or fashion. And uh, that applies to business owners as well. So if you've got the financial thing down and you understand money and you understand how to use money and you understand how to use money to grow, then this could just be a refresher course. But if you're part of the 72 or 80%, basically, who struggle with money, who struggle with debt, 
And some of you out there even have, you're on COD. You can't even go buy um, a product for your business without taking cash. Some of you are on COD where your, your service techs go out to get gas. You have to give them cash because your credit card doesn't work there. So this is a major problem for a lot of people. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. And that's what I'm here to do is, is help you reduce your debt and get out of debt. And also, just so you know, on a personal level, um, research has shown that money is at the top predictor for divorce. People fight more about money than any other issues. And money will, uh, money will take you down. Um, and, and it's funny that the Bible talks more about money. Jesus' parables, he talked more about money than any other issue because he knew we were going to have problems with money. So let's get into this. So my story, my story is um, in 1990, I started McAfee. Um, I hated school and I didn't go to college. I went to the Marine Corps. I took a refrigeration course within the Marine Corps. I liked it. When I got out, I went to heating and air school at night and, and uh, graduated and left um, my present employer who held my job during the Marine Corps I came back to. I left them. It took a 50% pay cut to get into heating and air conditioning. So the first business book I ever read, I actually, I actually just so you know, I mean, I actually... Uh, I became a Christian when I was 25 years old. I got married at 26. And I, the first, and then we, we bought a house. We got married, bought a house, and started a business all in the same year. Okay? That's supposed to be stressful too, but we didn't know any better. That didn't really affect us much. Um, so the first business book I ever read, uh, I started listening to a guy named Larry Burkett from Christian Financial Concepts. And I got hooked uh, because I didn't necessarily manage my money well, especially during somewhere between 16. I worked, I worked a lot. I made a lot of money. Somewhere between 16 and 24, I didn't manage my money well at all. I spent more than I made. I partied a lot. I did all that crap and uh, never had much to show for it. So when I read Business by the Book, um, it, it basically changed my life. I actually ended up... Uh, going to Michigan and becoming certified to teach and counsel, and then I could help other people reduce their debt and become debt-free. Um, and I did that for quite a while. So um, Business by the Book was a, or is a, I still have, I still have the original copy of it, which I read several times, and, and since then I've bought many copies and shared with other people. And that's a great thing about a book. Um, uh, by the way, I quit loaning books out years ago uh, just because you don't get them back a lot of times. Uh, so today, if I feel someone needs to read a certain book or they ask to read a certain book, I just buy them the book. That way I don't have to worry about it. A lot of my books are autographed. A lot of my books are um, highlighted and scribbled in, and I just love my books today because I've read about a thousand books since this business by the book. But anyway, the business by the book is a step-by-step -step, step presentation of how businesses should run, should run according to the creator 
of all management rules, which is God. So God basically created all management rules. And they're in the Bible. And everything there is to know about a business is in the Bible, actually. Um, Larry Burkett was the founder and president of Christian Financial Concepts. And they provided business principles from his own experience as well as what God's Word says on the topics, such as hiring and firing decisions. Now, you tell me you don't need help in hiring and firing decisions. I know I do, and I've been doing this 30 years. Pay increases and promotions. As I coach other companies, there's just a lot of issues with pay increases and promotions. How about this one? Management selection. How do you choose your managers? When should you hire a manager? All those types of things. It's in the book. Um, employee pay decisions. How, how do you know what to start someone out at? How do you know when to give them an increase? Borrowing and or lending decisions. Very important. That's what we're talking about. How do you know when to borrow? How, how do you know what, what is a good interest rate? Uh, how do you know? Forming a corporation and or partnerships. Um, Bible's very clear on who to partner with. Business tithing. Uh, if you're a Christian, you understand tithing. But your business should also tithe if you're a Christian running a business. John Maxwell says there's really no such thing as a Christian business because it's a Christian running a business. And hopefully that Christian is running in according to biblical principles because it does make a difference. And then how about retirement? You know, when should you retire? Did you know there's only one little verse, one little verse about retirement in the Bible, and it has to do with a priest retiring. So I don't even know if retirement is biblical. We've, we've grown accustomed to retiring at a certain age, and we've got Social Security, and we've got all this other stuff, but I don't know, should you ever stop working? I don't think you should stop working until you just can't work anymore. All everyone, you know, a lot of people today want to retire, quit working at fifty, and enjoy life. <laughs> I'm enjoying life, doing what I'm doing, working every day. Okay, so just to make it clear, I have leveraged millions of dollars throughout my life to hit my goals and my personal uh, and business goals, and uh, but I have paid them all off, one hundred percent. Um, and whether you are a Christian or not, um, I talk a lot about business here. Um, I make it very clear I'm a Christian because I'm not ashamed of that. I'm very happy I'm a Christian. If I wouldn't have went that route, who knows where I'd be today. I, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair. So whether you're a Christian or not, the Bible is packed with business advice. I have, I have a business Bible that I read almost every single day. There's actually one sitting on my shelf up here. It's the Maxwell Leadership Bible. and um, But it teaches how to handle your money um, 
and it also teaches people skills. The Bible teaches a lot of people skills. Jesus was the best manager ever. Jesus was the best leader ever. Jesus was the best for people skills ever. He's the guru of business. Why don't we want to learn from him? I know I do. So um, it, the Bible makes it very clear, uh, and some of you may not understand this, and that's okay. The Bible makes it very clear, we don't own anything. You see, God made us. He knew our name in the womb. He made us. He created us. He owns us. Everything we do on earth, we're just managers of. We don't own it. You can't take it with you. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You'll never see that. And it, you can't take anything with you. You come into the world naked, you leave naked. Nothing goes. It stays. You don't own it. You're just managing it. We are God's steward. We are a steward, a manager of his property, not our property. And we came into this world empty and naked and crying and many people go out that way. But also, but you don't have to, by the way. There's a, there's a better way. It, life doesn't end on earth for the Christian. And I didn't have this in my notes, but life does not end after death for a Christian. It only begins. Heaven is undescribable. And if you accept Jesus in your heart, and you live for him, you will see heaven. And unfortunately, the Bible's very clear. If you don't, you won't. And it, and it's the alternative is not too good. So um, this is not simply good theology. Uh, it's also truth that God wants to put wants us to put into practice. And if we don't get out of the trap of claiming ownership, see that's the major problem. For handling our money wrong is we think we own it and we can do whatever we want with it. And we want instant gratification now. Um, that's, that's one of the biggest problems that starts this whole mess is it started in the Garden of Eden. You can have anything you want in this garden, but don't eat from that tree. And what happened? We did. And I say we did, because we both did, male and female. We both took a bite. We were kicked out of the garden, and now we're suffering a lot of things today because of that poor decision. So if we don't get out of this trap of claiming, claiming ownership of our money and our possessions, we will become very materialistic and vulnerable to placing our identity in what we have. And you've you already know this, but he who dies with the most toys still dies. He who dies with the most toys does not win. They still die. So these are reasons why the get rich scheme advisors work. These are reasons why. 
because it's all about me. Get rich quick. I want to get rich. I want to I want to have power. I want to get rich. It's all about me. Me, me, me. That's our biggest problem, folks. The weight of trying to accumulate, to protect it, to maintain it, and grow our things can begin to control our lives until that's all we think about. There are many people that accumulate many things that don't sleep good at night because all they're worrying about, what if I lose it all? What if you do lose it all? It's a great opportunity to start over again. So I want to give you, in in this show, in this part, I want to give you... Um, Three ways to get out of the ownership trap. Whether you're a Christian or not, I hope you are, but whether you are or not, trust God and realize he owns it all. And you do that by, God, I'm giving it all to you. You own it all anyway. But I'm taking it out of my hands If I take it out of my hands, I have to turn my hands over and open them up. I'm releasing. I'm releasing what I think is power. I'm releasing what I think is mine. It's called raise and wave the white flag. It's the best surrender you'll ever do. You give it back to him. He can handle it a hundred times better than you could anyway. And then number two, start listening to yourself. When you start counting how much you say it's mine or me or I or want, then you're on the right track. And you'll realize how many times you say that and you'll realize You've got a problem. And then number three, learn more about what it takes to be a steward. Study the word steward. Google it. Look it up. Look it up in the Bible. My challenge you today is uh, buy, buy a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, buy one. And yeah, you can buy you can buy a leadership Bible. Look, there's two or three on Google leadership Bible. John Maxwell has a great one. I have an original before John Maxwell Bible. I have the leader the leadership Bible. It's packed with packed with stuff to help you run your business, grow your business, manage people, handle your finances, anything you want to know about business, it's in there. A good friend of mine used to say if if I could give you a book that was guaranteed to give you a successful life, would you read it? And everyone says, of course. And then he says, it's the Bible. It's already available. So learn more what it takes to be a good steward and then become the best steward you can be. It's freeing. Because Psalms 24.1 says, 
The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. The sky belongs to God. The stars belong to God. The earth, the water, the air belongs to God. And only he can determine when it all ends. He knows that date. He knows the time. Only he can determine when it all ends. I just don't think we can end it any sooner than what his time is. Well, I know that for sure. So anyway, this is part one. Part two is coming up. I hope you take something away from this. And if anything, I hope hope it challenges you to uh, buy a Bible, maybe attend church, maybe consider turning your life around, giving it to God. That's the most important thing you can do in your entire life. Nothing else matters. Um, When you do that, you'll be uh, be a better person. You'll be a better leader. You'll be a better business owner. You'll be a better husband or wife. Uh, you'll be a better dad. You'll be a better mother. I guarantee all that. Doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. I hope this helps. Part one reducing debt, eliminating debt. Have a great day.